0: Welcome to this edition of our Source Podcast, and it's our first one in the weekend review for media and social media. My name's Michael Crutcher. Joining me is Jordan McDonald, our guru of many things at 55 Comms. Hi, Jordan. Hello. Good to be here. Let's kick a few things around in the week that's been in mainstream media and social media. The first one we're going to talk about today is the discussion about Twitter this week, which was sparked by Lee Sales from the ABC's 730 report, releasing a fairly passionate column about the abuse that she has taken on Twitter and calling some of that out at the same time that her ABC colleague, Lisa Miller, um, it was revealed she had left Twitter, another victim of stacks of abuse on Twitter. Jordan... You spend a lot of time on social media on behalf of our clients. I guess this abuse on Twitter doesn't surprise you? No, not at all.
1: It's always been considered the, the platform that's sort of plagued with that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's not surprising at all to see.
0: You're not for me either because in my former role as uh, editor of the Courier Mail, going back a bit, I set up my Twitter account then and I would uh, tweet every night the front page for the next day's paper around about 10 at night and by 11 at night I had probably at least a dozen replies from people telling me what they thought of that front page the next day, and they weren't complimentary, I might say. No, I can't imagine they would be. But it was either side, too. It wasn't just, say, the left or the right. They were, you know, depending on what the front page was, you would be abused either way. But this week what we've seen from the discussion sparked by uh, Lee Sales' piece is that there's accusations that the left are the ones who are more critical on Twitter. Is that something that you found in what you've seen on the platform? Yeah,
1: certainly that's something I've seen as well. And I've read a lot about that. And, yeah, the left is mentioned a lot. And as you said, both sides do have their own sort of mob that do run in packs and sort of attack the other side. But um, certainly the left
0: seems to be the more prominent
1: uh, on, on the attacking front there. So
0: I wonder whether, where that leaves Twitter in Australia and, uh, you know, accusations that Twitter is just losing the plot because it's becoming too harsh. Well, I think Twitter a long time ago lost the plot in that front. It never tried to rein in abuse, whereas some of the other social media platforms did. But the question probably is whether Twitter really cares because when they have Mm. this type of uh, abuse, it's interaction, it's engagement. I guess it gets the people who agree with the abuser to uh, engage and nod their heads and, and join in the experience on that platform. So if Twitter doesn't really care, then what journalists have to be, if they want to engage on it, is to be thick-skinned. Now, here's probably the one piece of Lee Sales's column I don't agree with when Lee Sales said that journalists are thick-skinned. Now, I just don't agree with that. I've worked with so many journalists over the years. Some are incredibly thick-skinned. But just because you're a journalist doesn't mean you're any different to, say, other professions in society. Journalism, yeah, a thick skin is really handy and I've worked with some journalists who have unbelievable thick skins but I've also worked with some journalists who are incredibly thin skinned (laughs) to the point you could shoot a pee through uh, the skin level of some of them but if you're going to be on Twitter, that's just what you need, a thick skin but I'm interested in where you think Twitter sits in the Australian social media landscape.
1: Um, it certainly has its place, you know. For example, in your your sort of background with journalism, it certainly holds its place there. Uh, and for sort of everyone else, it's a fantastic news source. It's it's live, it's it's right there on the pulse of everything that's happening. So for, for things you're interested in, it's um it's a good tool to be. It's a good tool to use. Um, for a business though, it can be difficult to get around because it's very conversational. Um, whereas if you're trying to sort of Promote a brand, build a brand. You're going to struggle a bit. It's you know there's a the short list of the top ten sort of social media platforms in Australia. It, it sits about eighth on the list, so it's really not getting seeing the same amount of use that the other ones are. So you know, sort of Facebook sitting at about sixteen and a half million monthly users, and Twitter's at about five point eight. So it's significantly less. Um,
0: it had that period where it sort of had growth early in Australia. I mean, Mm. I was one of those people at that time who got on, but then it plateaued and it's never sort of really raised its head has it, above that. No, it certainly hasn't. Well, the others have have really taken off in the sense of Insta and Facebook and others coming through there. So, interesting time for Twitter, but I guess the point about that one is, does Twitter really care about the abuse? Let's wait and see. The second point we'll make about this week in review was, of course, the massive coverage on the defence deal announced between Australia, the UK and the US. AUKUS, we love a good acronym, and AUKUS was right there. A huge story in the terms of um, Australia's geopolitical climate, um, but there was one part of it that did create some interest in the reporting of it, complicated stuff, but this part was when President Jay Biden from the US was accused of forgetting Scott Morrison's name, maybe?
1: Yep, absolutely. It It became the, the headline that dominated the news um, when really the, the real story was should have been
0: the leading headline. That's it. It became, in some of the websites, Biden's clangour has historic deal announced. Yes. Um, we shouldn't be surprised at that because the nature, I think, of people understanding complicated stories are common denominators. And in this one here, it was, hey, he forgot that person's name being our Prime Minister, possibly. So... It's a part of reporting, I think, that's going to get more common, um, especially with uh, the need to get online clicks and the need to get traffic to websites. And if you see something at Biden's clangour and you think, wonder what the US president has done there, it's a bit the power of the opposite as well. The power of the opposite always being a way to get stories to attract more clicks and maybe other stories so the power of the opposite's not necessarily the president of the US forgot the name of the president of, of the prime minister of Australia so i don't think we should be surprised i think there's a there was another example this week of um, a story about the crown returning to pint glasses in the UK so go into your pub in the UK and you'll see the return of uh, the crown which follows the UK's um, Brexit so leaving the the European Union again the Brexit is a complicated story but hey A lot of us use pint glasses and there is a crown back on the pint glass. So (laughs) we shouldn't be surprised about that type of thing. Whether we think it's a good thing or not, hey, you can choose your news. You can go where you want to do. Now, the third thing we're going to look at this week, Jordan, is something that's caught your eye this week in a sport that more and more Australians are coming to love.
1: Yes, in the the NFL, they... Have, uh, there's been clips especially across Twitter of their use of a new 8K camera and essentially what that does is it makes the broadcast or these little clips look like a game, like a video game. So essentially it's it's using this, sh- this shallow depth combined with removing all this motion blur and it just creates this... The combination of this really crisp movement with uh, the blurred background and the, the drawn focus just creates... This, this version of
0: video that our eyes aren't used to seeing. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of the Australians who uh, loves uh, American sport. Monday mornings I do get out of bed extra early so I can watch um, the NFL. Uh, and I must say I was watching it on Monday morning well before the sun came up and I thought I was seeing things because I did see those videos of the end zone celebrations which looked like it was a video game celebration. Yeah. It looked just like that. But... We've gone and had a bit of a closer look at that and um, you've got a good reason for why that's happening. It's to do, well, one, on a technical f- point, point of view, with a piece of equipment.
1: Yeah, so the particular camera, is, is the, the, the perception that it's an 8K camera is incorrect. It's actually just an expensive camera. It's worth eight grand. But the camera itself... Um, sorry, It's I'm a gimbal, isn't it? So yeah. it's on a
0: gimbal. So you can see the man rush in with his little camera on a gimbal, which you might see at a wedding you go to with the, uh, the the wedding photographer running with a little gimbal there to keep the uh, image steady.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. They, they, they were using it previously for things in the change rooms, any behind-the-scenes things, and they've re- they never really thought to use it for any broadcast. Um, but, yeah, amongst that NFL team, they, they trialled it and they were really impressed with how seamlessly it worked in with their broadcast. And the, the response from viewers was pretty positive. Um they thought it was super pleasing to the eye. They loved that. It felt like a, the game, like the Madden game, which is so associated with the NFL, is very popular, and they loved, lo- they loved that. Um, but just as, you know, with anyone that likes things, you know, there's some that didn't like it, and they found it, and it made them a bit dizzy. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's something that they plan on using more and more now throughout the regular season as part of their broadcast offering.
0: And one thing it doesn't hurt with is the use of then social media clips that go out there with these clips from that camera, which make the NFL look like a video game. And we know that broadcasts, uh, sports broadcast rights remain a massive deal for, for uh, free-to-air television in particular. Mm-hmm. The challenge to get uh, great content on there that doesn't lend itself to streaming, for instance, that people want to do- watch, sport is one of those, watch it live, watch it now. But younger people aren't doing that in the way that, say, I did many many yeah. years ago. No. You not so uh, long ago for you, but the challenge is to get young people there, and in particular with the NRL broadcasts deal coming up with Channel Nine soon, a new a new deal to come up. The talk of a seventeenth team uh, in the comp, the second team in Brisbane, maybe helping that broadcast deal out. But it doesn't hurt to get the young kids involved and through that social media.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and especially and especially with this uh, the new look that they're putting into these videos and making it appear like the Madden game, which so many young people play, I think it's a great way to bring them across uh, to start watching the NFL and subscribing, You know, making that broadcast still a bit more valuable.
0: Now, speaking of video, our final item in this uh, week in review looks at some of the social media predictions for 2022, because of course, uh, social media just told me before that we've just come up to 71% of the year completed. It's going oh, by, so we're fine. now looking at predictions for 2022. Yes. There's two in particular, Jordan, that you've uh, looked at and like to talk further about, and the first one of those is the continued domination of video and social media.
1: Yeah, so there's been a, a variety of predictions made for uh, you know, the trends for 2022 in social media, um, and there's two that really stood out, video being the first one, I think the last four years, video has always been that one category that's sort of topped the list as you know a trend for the year to come, a- and it's the same going into next year. Um, you know, they reckon by 2022, probably about 82% of the content we see in social media will be video. So it's 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 only getting more and more important uh, for businesses to figure out how to convey or communicate their message through video, um, and you know we see it. We see it on all the platforms
0: uh, and businesses try and adapt to each platform with videos. So One thing we do see too is that lengthening of videos. You remember when TikTok started yeah, yeah. and I'm not trying to pretend I'm a TikTok person or I'm, I'm trendy here, but it did add short videos, but that's changed, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it did. When TikTok started, it only had videos that went for 15 seconds uh, and they've broadened that out to 60 seconds not long ago. And then this year, they lengthened it again to three minutes. So initially, if you had a minute-long video, you'd split the the video up into the four 15-second segments, and it sort of act as a teaser to get that that user or the viewer that m- bit more, you know, excited to go to the next video. It would really help drive up your, your profile. profile. Then you get to the 60 seconds, and you sort of got to figure out a way to, to lengthen out that tease. And then with three minutes, it's it's interesting again how that's going to work because I, I don't think you can really spend three minutes teasing out something just to get to the next part. So I think the three minutes and the lengthening of the videos there is them trying to sort of adopt a bit of that YouTube model. So YouTube, most videos you see on YouTube now are sort of ten minutes plus and the thinking there is, you know, you spend ten minutes on the platform, it's the it's longer time spent on the platform. And I think TikTok's thinking, you know, they, they really enjoyed the 60 seconds And they're consuming more content. So with three minutes, we'll keep them there longer. Uh, I think that's the thinking behind
0: that. We've seen before as well Facebook prioritising videos of three minutes or longer, haven't we, as well, to try and get people to do that, to get those things um, promoted higher in feeds?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I mean, a couple of years ago, it was who could tell the message fastest. So if you could get your message even as short as six seconds, and it's just continually increased. So yeah, Facebook did uh, for a period of time when it first started encouraging the three-minute videos was going to deliberately push your video to a wider audience to try and encourage you to, to make videos that were longer and hopefully provide
0: more value. The second thing on your radar for the social media trends for 2022, the predictions, is shopping. What do we know about this? Shopping,
1: yeah. So the, the, the commerce on the social media apps is just it's, – it's a massive market. Um, you know, 70% of consumers look to Instagram, for example, before they purchase a product. So, you know, I can think of any time I'd go to a restaurant, for example, and I'll, instead of looking at the menu on the website, well, I might look there first, but I want to go see what it looks like. Um, and that's different, that's, that's food. So for, sh- for shopping, I know my partner Shannon, she won't go buy a piece of clothing unless she looks online first. Um, and then, you know, if you consider that 90% of people on Instagram follow at least one business account, you know, it's it's an extraordinary business that can uh, on, on the Instagram there. And the same exists with Facebook. Uh, Facebook has Marketplace and those, uh, the ads, the shoppable ads is what they call them. So, you know, if they might say, buy the shirt for $15 in the next five minutes and you can click that and get through that. Um, Twitter's trying at the moment to, uh, they started testing that this year. Uh, and in the UK sorry in the US and Canada they've got a subscription style thing called superfollow uh, and it's it's a subscription so you, you Superfollow someone pay for example five dollars a month and it gives, gives you access to exclusive content whether that's you know photos videos clothing music whatever that be um, it's something they're trying at the moment it hasn't been very successful on Twitter and I think that's Twitter's it's,
0: it's one, of really yeah. one of those things, I guess we've seen so many things tried and succeed or try and fail on social media yes. over time. We look back at them and we wonder how they were even considered, but that's social media isn't it? looking mm. for that edge. But I'm guessing the pandemic and lockdowns, et cetera, doesn't hurt uh, shopping and social media. Certainly not. The
1: pandemic really forced a lot of our shopping to go online. And so, you know, social media has really jumped to, to the aid there to really fill that void for people.
0: Well, wherever you're listening, we hope you have a good weekend, maybe the chance to do some shopping, whether it is digital or in person, wherever you are. Jordan, have a great weekend. We'll catch up next week. Same to you. Have a good weekend.